lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in here today. Live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here with me as well as Aaron McIntyre. By the way, Todd, your passive-aggressive scheme to solicit compliments from this audience, particularly amongst the Famales, has worked like a friggin' charm to perfection. I cannot stop receiving compliments for you out of my email inbox now after you not so cleverly threw in an email saying you should not be employed here into the Ask Me Anything. Even made, even even requested to Aaron during the commercial break. Did you not? Did he not, Aaron? He request did. that yeah. that yes, that that email made sure you read it during the second segment. Dude, dude, yes. I'm I'm not hating the game. I'm not I'm 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 not hating I, the player. I'm hating the game. You got this. It worked, brother. It worked. No, 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 no. That's the least kind thing you've ever said to me. Everybody in America, look at me. Do I do passive aggressive? See, no, 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 no. See, here's the thing, though. I, I was thinking the same thing when Steve said that. But now that I've gotten to think about it, this one instance of you being passive aggressive definitely means you are a passive aggressive person. Yes, you throw in it every now and then just to throw people off. Yes. See, I'm not passive aggressive. Here's an example. Aaron, Iowa sucks. See, direct to the point. It's Man, There's no we games. Just live, you mean like we live in you guys' heads? <laughs> you mean like on Mondays after Iowa or Michigan loses, and he comes in here, pretend like he doesn't know the scores because he was doing soccer all weekend. He's like, "What happened, to you guys, this weekend?" You mean like that, Aaron? He's not passive aggressive at all. No, like he didn't know. Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, by the way, it worked, dude. I mean, it it absolutely worked. Let me also do this. Because I got, I mean, a slew of emails about this yesterday. And so let me clarify this again. All right. The websites that we gave out yesterday. Okay. The websites, the first of all, the, the main one to know more than any others, just because it's a great ad hoc catch-all aggregator for all the others. Earlytreatmentreport.com. Earlytreatmentreport.com. I'm looking at, in your, is that Israeli study in your montage today, by no, the way? No. All right. There is a study out of Israel today. What it finds is that more than one out of four COVID hospital admissions in Israel that were vitamin D deficient, 26% of them, died. 3% of COVID hospitalizations in Israel that had normal or above average levels of vitamin D died. 3%. This is what I mean by driving seasonal, that seasonal waves are the largest driver of COVID in mass populations because those seasonal waves tend to come during times of year when we are indoors more and have less natural access to vitamin D as a result. Please, by all means, as we focus on early treatment on this show, know what you and every member of your household, every one of your loved ones, what their vitamin D levels are, what yours is. And then what is the right vitamin D level for you from an absorption standpoint for your health, okay? Anthony Fauci was even admitting this, admitted this to two celebrities last year, Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Garner. Even talked about how much vitamin D he takes to boost his immune system. Have we seen any commercials about that? Anything advocating that? No, because there's no money to be made in that. That, uh, Promoting vitamin D doesn't, doesn't serve any chivalrous of the damned that Anthony Fauci serves. 
But please make sure you know what your vitamin D level is and that you have access to a quality vitamin D product, okay? For you and everyone in your household. Know these websites, earlytreatmentreport.com. That's earlytreatmentreport.com. This one got confused a lot yesterday, and I'm going to blame myself and my Midwestern accent, all right? Ivermectin Ken, C-A-N. People thought it was Ivermectin Ken, Ivermectin 10. I got a ton of emails about this yesterday. My bad, because this is the one that my buddy Bill Salier, who's about to sue Walmart, this is where I directed him to get help for Ivermectin. Ivermectin Ken, C-A-N. Like, yes, it can. Yes, we can. IvermectinKen.com. That's another one that you want to go to, okay? Um, Next, MyFreeDoctor.com. MyFreeDoctor.com. PushHealth.com. PushHealth.com is another one that you can go to. Um, We mentioned, and then there's the pharmacy uh, that we had yesterday uh, that's willing to fill these prescriptions. But remember, he warned us they can only do so in 43 states. A couple of states that you guys are telling me that they can't fill are Nebraska and Michigan. So verify that for yourself if you live in those states. But he told us yesterday they can do this in 43 U.S. states. Like North Carolina, I heard from somebody yesterday, they were able to get it uh, their their ivermectin prophylaxis protocol filled by 7cells.com. And you spell out the number 7, so it's S-E-V-E-N, sevencells.com somebody said hey our family was able to get this fulfilled in north carolina yesterday so thank you that's the pharmacy and they'll still give you a a discount because they've driven the price of ivermectin sky high with the black market but it's worth it trust me on the data that i've seen okay so sevencells.com that's sevencells.com throw in dace as a promo code there they'll give you a discount d-e-a-c-e that's the pharmacy you want to utilize all right Find out if you're one of those 43 states that they can get product to you as soon as you possibly can. Okay? Oh, and then one more I should mention as well from Dr. Stella Emanuel, who was in our overtime the other day. If you have not watched that at blazetv.com slash dace, you need to do so as a Blaze TV subscriber. DR, that's, it's not Dr. Stella MD, it's DR Stella, so the abbreviation. DR Stella, Stella MD.com. She can help you there. She can also help with hydroxychloroquine if you, if you prefer that path, all right? So drstellamd.com, drstellamd.com, all right? Please write all of these down. Have them all bookmarked on your browsers. Get familiar with them. Find out now if you can get access to the prophylaxis so it is in your medicine cabinet. It is in your arsenal because winter is coming. In today's overtime, We've been telling you that Sweden for the last several, several, for basically much of this year has been doing one of the most aggressive vaccination programs in the world after building up maybe as much natural immunity as any country in the world has a year ago with no lockdowns. There is a study out now of the Swedish population looking at the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines. How long does their immunity last? When I have been warning you for weeks that you will not be getting this just this once. I, I mean, ladies, I mean, we were trying to, we were trying to tell you, we were trying to drop just this once on you in high school. Did you fall for it then? Okay, come on now, mama. Just this once. You won't be getting it just this once. 
to keep your job. I promise you, you won't. And the data shows this out of Sweden. It, the, 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 the immunity in Sweden collapses with these vaccines after six months. Collapses. And that's in a country that has wide swaths of natural immunity within the population. It absolutely collapses. We will go over those numbers with you today at blazetv.com slash dace in the overtime today. blazetv.com slash dace. So know your vitamin D levels, please. I beg you, please. Okay? We don't want to lose any more people. Make sure you've jotted down, bookmarked access to those early treatment sites and resources. Please, please. Okay. Now, today's show, uh, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us here in the final segment of the program. Of course, we will play our weekly fun little game of buy, sell, or hold. Uh, But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Jabbing the Kids, also known as Get Your Kids Out of Blue States as Soon as Possible. Yesterday, an FDA panel voted 17 to 0 with one abstention to approve the Pfizer COVID therapeutic for kids aged 5 to 11 years old. During the deliberation by the advisory panel, one of the voting members had this to say about vaccine safety. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Dr. Deborah Burks crawled out of her spider hole to tell congressional investigators this week, quote, I felt like the White House had gotten somewhat complacent through the campaign season, talking about the Trump White House last fall. She went on to say, I believe if we had fully implemented the mask mandates, the reduction in indoor dining, the getting friends and family to understand the risk of gathering in private homes, and we had increased testing, that we probably could have decreased fatalities into the 30% less to 40% less range. In completely unrelated news, here's what she was saying last year. How would you describe the job President Trump is doing behind the scenes and in front of the cameras during these daily briefings that we're seeing? What's been your perspective, Dr. Burks? He's been so attentive to the scientific literature and the details and the data. And I think his his ability to analyze and integrate data that comes out of his long history in business has really been a real benefit during these discussions about medical issues. By the way, there were more COVID deaths this August than last August, as you probably already know. Dr. Fauci says the unvaccinated are to blame for upcoming new variants. If we allow there to be smoldering infections into the fall and into the winter because those 93 million people are not getting vaccinated for the most part, my concern would be you may allow a variant that we haven't even recognized yet to come along and in fact be better at transmitting and more serious than the Delta. Checking in on Virginia, where Democrat gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe brought in President Biden to campaign for him. In fact, we're taking a page from Terry's book when he was governor and when he'd be governor next time. We're emerging from this pandemic. We want to expand pre-K for three and four-year-olds, millions of pre-K students. Speaking of Virginia, yesterday, high school students within the Loudoun County Public Schools District staged a walkout in protest of the school board's cover-up of a rape which occurred at a school there. Last night, the LCPS board held another meeting where parents showed up to skewer the board, specifically Superintendent Scott Ziegler. Pay attention, media. 
There's word now of yet another high school predator that's been transferred from Dominion to Woodgrove after he attacked a teacher. We have daughters at Woodgrove. There's also word of a Freedom High School teacher who's been transferred to Belmont Ridge three weeks ago after sexual impropriety with a student. It's been learned five years ago. There was yet another sexual assault on a freshman girl at Tuscarora High School, which some on this board covered up. Scott, why are you so close to the Commonwealth attorney? It seems like our kids are being used as pawns in some social reform game. Scott, why did you have a private, non-foyable meeting with the Commonwealth attorney on October 15th? at that fundraiser that you and I both attended. We witnessed it. Why am I still waiting on the page that was missing from the FOIA results on how you plan to spend the 11 dollars tied to your masking and testing mandates? Resign tonight, all of you, and end the mockery you've all brought in this great county. The latest Suffolk USA Today poll of Virginia finds Terry McAuliffe with a slim 45.6% to 45.2% lead over Republican Glenn Youngkin. That same survey finds 50% of respondents in that state think parents should have more of an influence on school curriculum compared to 39% who believe the school boards should. 16% of Democrats in the poll believe parents should have more control compared to 70% of Democrats who believe the school board should. 79% of Republicans believe parents should be in charge of their child's education compared to 12% of Republicans who say it's the school board's job. A new survey from the Trafalgar Group shows three quarters of Americans are familiar with the F Joe Biden and Let's Go Brandon chants, with 59% saying both are an appropriate way of protesting the Biden administration. Another new survey from Northeastern University finds 74% of respondents who wear a mask all the time and are fully vaccinated say they are very concerned or somewhat concerned about catching COVID-19. That's compared to 17% of those who are not vaccinated and not wearing masks saying they are concerned. In other news, in a move that will surely make the Taliban, China, and all enemies of the United States quake in their boots, the State Department has announced they've issued their first passport with an X gender marker to signify the possessor of that passport has no gender, I guess. And finally, meet the men protesting the Taliban's ban on women serving in leadership with comedian Ryan Long. Recently, the Taliban announced that they're not going to have room for women in the organization. And we just want to say that is not okay. Women can be in the Taliban just as good as men. Even better. It's 2021. Enforcing Sharia law is not just for men anymore. Get, Get used, used to, to it, Taliban. Taliban. I'd like to see the term Sharia law change to Sharia law. Women can torture defectors as good as men, if not better. Just look at social media media and you'll see plenty of women who are perfectly capable of administering punishment to those who go against the narrative. Well, guess what, Taliban? We're, We're holding you accountable. accountable. Taliban, we are giving you until next Friday to hire some women or we are formally starting a boycott. We didn't want to have to do this. And to let the Taliban know we're serious, our band will not be accepting any Taliban offers to play gigs in Kabul. Your money's no good here. Look, women can and have executed adulterers. Aileen Wernos, you heard of her? The Taliban loves working with central intelligence. Well, maybe it's time that you worked with emotional intelligence. Google has women and so can you. And that's what happened while we were away. Sharia law. What was what was Joe Biden saying there? I didn't understand a word of that. Did you know what he was saying? There? That's what I got. I mean, that's. I, I mean, what was that? Your president. I, that's I, what that was. And and then I my I'm not sure if I don't like even more Terry McAuliffe pretending to listen very intently and knowing when to clap there. I, I, when the applause line was.
I just I couldn't I couldn't look him in the eye anymore after I saw him dance. That was not acceptable. It's it's possible he was articulating the State Department's gender theory program. Mm. Let's do this. Um, have you gone to the store recently? I was going to say something and I decided let's not. Say it. <laughs> no, no. Sam no, Kinison. No. Um, have you gone to the store lately and seen the price of meat? If you're looking for alternatives, try our friends. Over at Moink, they deliver grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb, pasteurized pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and they do it directly to your door, helping family farms become financially independent outside of big ag with animals that are raised outdoors, fish that actually swim wild in the ocean, and meat that is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugars, and all the other junk that you're likely going to find in the prepackaged meat in the meat aisle these days. Plus, there's the jacked up price. And right now, if you sign up at Moink Box, just like it sounds, M-O-I-N-K Box, moinkbox.com slash Steve, get a free year of ground beef for free. And then pick the meats you want delivered with your first box. So a free year of ground beef when you sign up for a monthly meat delivery, that comes in handy right now with the price of beef in America founded by eighth generation farmers featured on shark tank. You want to try Moink box today. Um, and Hey, um, you can cancel at any time. All right. You don't get locked into a long-term deal here. All right. That's up to you. If they don't live up to your expectations, you can move on. All right. So go to moinkboxcom slash Steve right now. Take advantage of that free ground beef for a year at moinkbox.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to what else is in Aaron's montage. And 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 the, the, the two things there, the Northeastern poll, this is, I think, the third different poll we have seen since the beginning of COVID stan that has just quantified that this is a Branch Covidian cult. I wear a mask and I'm fully vaccinated. And 74% of those people who claim to be in those categories are the most afraid of this virus. Because it's a cult. Because it provides them meaning. It's an extreme form of idolatry. What's a cult? An extreme form of idolatry. Idols are just things that pervert true religion and worship of the one true God because they give us um, self-medication, pleasure, peace of a counterfeit variety. A cult takes that to an extreme level where now you do this, but in a corporate group setting and you do it in order to serve the group think and stop thinking for yourself. That's the difference. That's where a cult takes things. A cult takes collective idolatry now the collective idolatry of an assembled group of individuals to an entirely new level. And that's quantified in that poll from Northeastern University. It's also quantified elsewhere, though, in Aaron's montage today. And I don't know how else to describe it other than that is Third Reich level stuff there's an outstanding film that hbo made about 20 years ago called conspiracy and a lot of name shakespearean actors like kenneth branagh and others that you would know are in this 
the film is about is a depiction of the only actual record we have of the Nazis laying out and deploying the final solution. Because they tried to expunge the rest of these records as the Allies were closing in, right? They didn't want to leave a trail behind. So it's one of the few records we have. And it, it, a lot of this was handled over a lunch at a posh resort in rural Germany. And several members of the Nazi high command, they just get together. And this entire film is just this lunch. That's the whole film with a lot of lines like right out of the record. And it's, it's one of the most chilling things I've ever seen. Because in and, in, the, in and around this, they get updated on what's going on in each other's families. How the wives are doing. Oh, you know, I... I heard Gertrude was sick. Has she gotten better? Hey, can you pass the butter here for my, you know, and the jam? And how many Jews did you say we were going to be able to fit in that particular hall? What was it about 10,000? We could get in that, you know, I mean, they're just, it's mesmerizing and chilling to watch. Trust the experts, Steve. Yes. As the experts gather to decide of how to dispose of those that are no longer needed or therefore are unpersoned, depersoned, so they can be experimented upon. They're chattel now. They're subjects. They're lab rats. And, you know, they, they debate the logistics of this. They go over several different plans of delivering on the Fuhrer's edicts. But a, a lot of this just take away the terms that are loaded by what we know of that history. And just substitute anything else, and it, it's just a board meeting, which is why it's so damn chilling to watch this. You saw an American replica of that in that video that Aaron shared from our FDA Zoom call yesterday. Elsewhere in this Zoom call, they admit on video they have no idea how long immunity from these vaccines lasts. Elsewhere on that call, on video, they admit, you know, you're probably, they, you, who knows how often they're going to have to keep re-injecting you with this. Let me put this another way. On video, they admit they don't know if these things really work. On video, they admit they don't know how often they'll have to keep re-injecting you with something that they don't really know works. And then, if that's not enough, if you don't care about yourself, try your children. They literally go with, we've got to test it on your kids to find out how safe it is. Your kids will be the human trial. Your kids will be. Because it sure is bleep. Ain't going to be mine. Here, here. We're in over my dead body territory. If there's anybody in this audience that is willing to offer their children up to this, get the hell out of here. We don't want you. Get out. You're not a person. You're a tumor. Get out. You're a cancer. We will not permit you to metastasize here. Get the hell out. Find another show. 
go hang out with Debbie. You don't have Thanksgiving and stay home, but I will make sure to have a massive Thanksgiving with my entire family. Remember that stunt last year? One of my friends that worked in the White House last year, in the Trump White House, tried to convince me last year, even said to me, and I quote, Burks is one of us, she's MAGA. That is a direct quote of what I was told by a friend of mine who worked in the White House. Just to show you how insulated and isolated they, they, they get from the reality of the world outside of their own bubble when, they, when, when you assume that mantle. She's a dishonest quack is what she is. And Aaron undersold it. Deaths aren't just higher in August. They're higher in September. They're higher in October. We've already exceeded last year's death count with no vaccines last year. This is a cult. A scientism cult. Well, to be fair, Steve, at least Fauci tried to clear the air by telling you the exact opposite of how variants really work. Yes, yes. We had that. The UK data, almost 80% of people over the age of 12 are vaccinated in the UK. Their data is awful. Every age group per capita is more, we showed you this yesterday, is more COVID infected among the vaccinated and the unvaccinated per capita. With one exception, the youngest, who already do fine with COVID anyway, before we had vaccines. What you see there from Anthony Fauci is a classic tactic of deflection. This is Marxism. Statism, fascism. Every damn ism that's committed every damned atrocity in the history of this world. That's what it is. And what went on yesterday at the FDA was approval of an atrocity. This same group just a few weeks ago voted 16 to 2 not to put more boosters in the adults because they didn't think it was safe. 16 to 2. Now they turn around and unanimously say put it in the kids? Why? Because this is the same ideology that murders your kids. It's not a coincidence that the same Anthony Fauci who scalped little babies for science, fed dogs to bugs for science, is now feeding you to the United States of Pfizer as an experiment lab rat. Because they don't care about your kids. They only care about their agenda. Kids get in the way. Your children were expendable to these people before they were born. They sure as hell are afterwards. Anybody in this audience who subjects their children to this ought to be damned ashamed of yourselves. Ashamed. Ashamed. There is a far better chance that an asteroid is going to hit the U.S. or the the Earth in the year 2030 than your child is going to die with COVID. So you're injecting your children for this not to protect them, but to protect yourself from your own children? And maybe, maybe according to the data I'll show you later today from Sweden, maybe that'll last for six months. But that's okay. Enjoy your mostly peaceful myocarditis. You're a dirtbag, as the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, would say on his podcast. 
A dirt bag. This is a cult. This isn't science. Defy the cult. Do not comply with the cult. Oppose the cult. Defeat the cult. This is pure evil. The pit of hell is open now. Pure evil. Any thoughts? Uh, I don't want to get in the way of that. It needs to stand on its own. That was righteous. Other, oh, I'm proud to work here. Um, uh, this, this COVID saga, every day, trying to break through the invincible ignorance. And that was solid food right there. And if you're not getting it where you're looking on a daily basis, stop looking there because you're being lied to. Everything you just heard from Steve is modern day gospel. Are you going to let them throw your kid into the volcano or not? Malok calls for you. You have been summoned. Could you at least perhaps have the level of defiance of Dave Chappelle who refuses to be summoned by Netflix? All of your kids want to know. If you're struggling with chronic pain, this is the kind of pain that comes from too much inflammation in the body. I think I might have a solution for you. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory. And by the way, Todd, remind me that I got to get my supply refilled on this of Omega XL. I just remembered that. Okay. But remind me to check in on that at the end of the show. Okay. Pardon me. Uh, back to the back to the uh, commercial. And now back to the original commercial. Um, but uh, I can personally vouch for Omega XL. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory backed by about 35 years of clinical research, but, but also the last couple of years of my own personal testimony using this product on a daily basis. Chronic pain, I'm talking about the lingering stiffness, achiness, soreness that you often find in your, your shoulders, your knee, your back. Um, uh, I mean, anywhere where you've got joints, that's where that stuff can linger and hang around. That probably is because of too much inflammation in the body. And if you don't deal with it, it can cause more serious problems later on. So if you want to try Omega XL and see if you see the results that, that I've seen the last couple of years, just go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. They'll offer you a buy one, get one free offer today. Uh, OmegaXL.com slash Steve or give them a call at 800-844-4888. That's 800 844 88. I just want to reset before we go to buy, sell, or hold. A few weeks ago, the FDA voted 16 to 2 against giving more of this trash product. At best, Operation Warp Speed is Operation Rushed as Hell. As you're going to see in the data from Sweden, we'll share with you in the overtime today. Efficacy of these things against symptomatic infection it, it plummets, implodes after six months. So as I've warned you, this will not be a one-time thing. 
I had a good friend of mine who wanted to partake in a national event and had held out and finally decided to get one of the vaccines so that they could participate. If you're listening or watching now, brother, you need to know that was they, they're going to come back to you again because that thing's not going to last for very long. If you think this will save my job for now, no, it won't. They'll be coming back to you again and again. So don't tell yourself that lie. You still may decide to get it, and that's your choice. But don't tell yourself the lie just this once. It won't be just this once. And the data from Sweden will prove it to you. They'll be coming back again and again. They're already, yesterday, folks, they were already talking about fourth shots. Okay? Fourth shots yesterday. So 16 to 2, just a few weeks ago, against giving this, giving more of this to the adults. Then they turn around and vote yesterday, 17 to nothing, to give it to the kids. While they admit on camera, we won't know how safe it is until we test it on your kids. Because, Aaron, you asked me a good question during the break. What was it? Repeat that, please. Do you think any one of those 17 members who voted in favor of this is, is going to give it to their kids? Provided they have kids of that age? Yep. Hell to the no. Because they're better than you. You're the plebe. They'll investigate. They will experiment on you and your kids, not their own. That is some evil, wicked stuff. If we weren't going to defend ourselves, can we at least defend our kids? Can we at least defend them? If we're used to being speed bumps for the spirit of the age, and we've already made our peace with it and our compromises with it for compliance and complacency and luxury and employment, can we at least not offer Malok the children? Can we, can we draw the line there? Is that the place where we draw the line and say, the line must be drawn here and no further? Resistance may or may not be futile, but damn it, we're at least going to give it a shot. Can we do it for our kids, maybe? For the kids? For our children? If we weren't going to do it for ourselves, if we spent way too much of the last year and a half just rolling over and assuming the position for the spirit of the age, anytime it told us what to do, shut your business down, don't go to church, don't go visit grandma, die alone. Leave your pregnant wife who's COVID positive, leave her alone in the hospital. You can't go see her. We, we, we did all these things in the last year and a half, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Could we maybe now, for the kids, get to our, ah, oh, hell no. Hell no. For the kids, maybe? Let's get to buy, seller, hold. Each week, Aaron, with a lot of help from his friends in the audience, will throw Todd and I's way a series of Predictions or propositions, prophecies that come from you in the audience, mostly. Sometimes even a really funky list. Todd, you and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? We might even offer up a rationale why we chose the answer we did. No topic is off limits. But if you take a hold for any reason other than, I mean, that's, that's too dumb even for me. You will be one of the stormtroopers, I'm sorry, um, um, nurses who will be injecting the failing COVID therapeutics 
into five-year-olds. Fair? No holds for me. No holds, indeed. We need to uh, start with a quick point of personal privilege. Buzz says the buy, sell, hold segment should be renamed to buy, sell, or jab to keep up with the times. (laughs) Yes. That's good. Yes. That's... Yes. That's... We're done here. Yeah. I think we're done. What do you want want to talk about for the next hour? When you hear about uh, late night uh, shows, you know, Letterman, they they sometimes behind the scenes and they talk about the writer's table. I feel like in the last couple of weeks, we've got our own little writer's table. Yeah. I mean, the the ante has clearly been upped. Yes. Not that the quality was bad to begin with. It was terrible. We wouldn't do this segment every week, right? But we have certainly unlocked a new level of user achievement when it comes to the buy, sell, or hold content. No question. All right. So, I mean, that, my friend, is... Sheer brilliance. And we'll steal it all and we won't pay you for it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Next up, Matt G says, Biden will have the lowest approval rating of any president ever by the end of the year. I'll buy. What's the record? I want to say, like, Nixon was at, like, I had to look it up. But my memory on this stuff's usually pretty good. I want to say Nixon was, like, in the low 20s when he left in 74, when he resigned. And George W., I think, was, like, at 26 at the end of his term. Um. So, because we got we got to have a standard. There's a million polls now, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when we were growing up, there was really just one. There was just Gallup, you know. And um, so let's say the Gallup. We got to have a standard, like the Gallup presidential approval ranking. Okay. So you explain why you think that's the case, and let me look up what are the lowest presidential approvals in Gallup. Okay. Because I want it to be true. Is that good enough? Uh, it's going to be challenging. To get down there, and as soon as you mention like Nixon, it the the people are not objective anymore. They're very very tribal and cultish, and there's just I, I don't know how big the tribe is, but if if that's the number, Steve, what twenty whatever, that's that's pretty low to get down to in this day and age when people will say sign me up for whatever you know the transgenderism, kill the babies. Uh, jab all the kids. I mean, and there's unfortunately maybe we've got something in the in the area of thirty percent who would do that and just would not go away. All right. So here is the list of all time lowest presidential approval ratings by every president since the Gallup poll began in 1952. Okay. And and they've got Truman at 22. I kind of feel like we should throw that out just because. Polling is a lot more sophisticated now than it was in 1952. Truman right. was down at 22%. And, yes. And this would have been like right at the end of his administration too. So um, let's let's throw that out, okay? Because polling is just a lot more sophisticated now. Let, let's, let's go back to Nixon and Watergate as a watershed. First time a that president resigned in disgrace, right? Okay. So we'll go to that. Nixon was at 24. I, I guessed it was like 21. All right. So I was pretty close. Nixon was at 24 when he resigned from the White House. Um, Jimmy Carter got to as low as 28 in June of 1979. So that, of course, would have been the Iran hostage crisis. George W. Bush um, actually got, he was 26 when he left the White House. So I was right about that. But he got down to 25% approval in October of 2008. So... Do we think Biden can get below that in the Gallup poll? I think we're within the margin of error, so I'm going with it. Real or what they're reporting? 
the reason that's the reason other reason I went with mm. Gallup is they tend to be like Gallup was the was the polling firm that blew the lid off of the Obama administration changing the way the unemployment um, ratio was was considered uh, when they were president, which we've never changed back, by the way, where they just stopped counting people who gave up on employment. Um, that's why you really want to look at the hard numbers of people that are actually what's the what's the actual raw data of people employed in the. That's when we talked about the Trump presidency and its success. I didn't talk about the unemployment rate. Notice I never did that. I talked about the success of the total amount of people that were employed vis-a-vis the population as a whole. You see mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I'm going to say sell. I, I'm, I'm going to say that there's no way even that everything is so corrupted now that as much as I respect Gallup as the granddaddy of them all in this field... I, I don't believe they would publish a poll that showed Joe Biden at a lower okay. approval rating than Richard Nixon. I think that's absolutely important to consider, but let's just say they will. With everything in your monologue today, Steve, with them entering now vaccinating children in, and if anybody decides to mandate this as a condition for going to school, um, game on on this number plummeting. By the way, his latest number at Gallup, Biden is 42, and it's the lowest that he's had to date. And if I go to the real clear politics average of Biden's approval, I mean, if I think if we had to guess, you'd see probably Trafalgar and Rasmus and lower. Actually, Rasmus is at 41, so that's right on par with where he's at with Gallup. Uh, Trafalgar does have the lowest at 39, but Quinnipiac, which is a notoriously pro-Dem poll, remember they had they had DeSantis winning, losing by seven in their final Florida gubernatorial poll. They had Biden, I think, winning Florida by five in the last election. Trump won it by four. Quinnipiac has Biden at 40. Wow. Ann Seltzer. So, I mean, somebody, I personally know Ann Seltzer. That, that's Bloom, Bloom, Bloomberg's, Bloomberg's pollster now. Used to be with the Iowa poll. She's got Biden at a 37% approval. That's getting pretty close. That that is getting close. You what you just said about if you, now the battlefield is going to be over injecting this into our kids or can they be in school with this? Yeah, I I could see maybe there's another 5 or 10 points of a drop there. I could see that. So I'm going to sell but not confidently. Not confidently. All right, moving on. I don't know why people are obsessed with the Chiefs this year. Cincinnati Bengals will uh, finish the season with a better record than the Chiefs. This is from Todd. Um, I, <sighs> what are their current records? So the Bengals, I think, are They're five, five and, and two. One, five and two. Five and the Chiefs two. are three and four. Three and four. Um, I could buy that. I mean, I could buy that. They've already uh, they've already won at Baltimore. Um. Uh, so I I could buy that. I mean, they're a game and a half ahead of them right now. What's the latest on Mahomes? He's fine. Is he okay? He's fine. Okay. So it was one of those. It's twenty-seven to three. What's the point of putting him back in injuries? Is that was that what happened? Well, last he had week? to go through concussion protocol, but okay. yeah, at okay. the end of the day. Okay. I guess. All right. Cool. Okay. But I could I could buy that. I could I could buy that. Can't. But 
I could buy that at the end of the season, Kansas City scratches out a nine and seven and mm-hmm. gets in the playoffs, and oh, sure. the Bengals are eleven oh. and five. And then, but then when Kansas City opens up the playoffs first week in Cincinnati, who are you taking in that game? Cincinnati. No, you're taking Kansas City, and so is everybody else that does this for a living. They're not taking Joe Burrow over Pat Mahomes in a playoff game. No one is. No one is. Doesn't mean it all. Doesn't mean that won't happen. But anybody who predicts or wagers on games for a living is taking Kansas City in that game. Uh, I will buy, but like this, I mean, it's really hard. They, they've just gone to two Super Bowls uh, in a row. To, they're, they're not suddenly like gone. I, actually, I'm thinking Kansas City next year. Like, I don't know what the money line is, and I don't do this like these guys do, but like I'm betting like 15 and one record, 14 and two record. You know, it's this is the hiccup year. There's two things that have happened here. One is you've seen a roster, and this happens when yeah. you've. When you, You've lived through this with your Packers in a couple different yep. iterations. When you've gone to back-to-back Super Bowls and three straight years of yep. a conference championship game, other teams start taking your your backup nickelback that's a, a valuable player and paying them $10 million a year to right. come and start for me. So their, their, their roster is thinned out. It is not as deep as it's been the last couple of years. But there's also a blueprint that the Buccaneers put on film last year in the Super Bowl, which is... If, now the Buccaneers have an outstanding defensive line, mm-hmm. but other teams are figuring out, even if we don't have that good of a defensive line, we're going to make Kansas City prove that they can matriculate the ball down the field, Hank Stram again. We're not giving up those big plays over the top, those flash plays where, where Mahomes gets flushed from the pocket and creates on his own mm-hmm. with all that speed. We're going to keep him right there, and they're going to beat us down the field, first down by first down, and we're going we're gonna to drop into a lot of nickel and dime coverage every down. They and since there's not a, and since there's just not a power running game there where Kansas City can punish you for doing that by saying okay I guess we'll just give it to you know our Edgerin James you couldn't do that with Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning would be like cool dude I'll just go to line of scrimmage you drop eight I don't care if I throw for forty or seventy touchdowns I'll just hand the ball to Edgerin James we'll turn him into a Hall of Famer against your four man front and he'll run for a buck fifty and we'll win the game the other way right mm-hmm. they don't have that kind of running attack there and so they've got to figure something out all right they've got to figure out what to do against that def- that kind of a defense, or they've got to figure out, can they acquire some level of an of a, of a inside power running game to force teams to play them more honestly? Moving on. Joe Heim says, in the ultimate pimp slap of the spirit of the age, Braves win the series at home, the tomahawk chop will go on repeatedly, and let's go Brandon will hit a hot mic at some point. Bye. 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 By the way, I, I one of you let me know yesterday that Travis Tritt had done the national anthem. I guess yeah. I didn't know that. At one of the uh, NLCS yeah. games. And, yeah. dude, I, one of my all-time favorite country songs is Here's a Quarter Called Someone Who Cares. I mean, it's a freaking classic song. I got a shout-out from Travis Tritt yesterday. So nice. my 1995 self would have thought that is just beyond dope. So that was a pretty cool moment. So thank you for that, whoever was responsible. Day to be alive for you. Yes, there you, go. there you go. Appreciate that. Yes. All right, we'll get back to more of your buy, seller hold here coming up in hour two of the show and then the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Think he has some lamentation to rain down about experimenting on our kids Nazi style? He does. I'm guessing he is full of flavor. And we will find that out here next hour. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erz and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. 
Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Also, look for me on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. That's where we post all the stuff that we don't think we can post in a few other places. You get it all posted there if you look for my name on those sites. And you can get clips of the show that are both free to watch and free of censorship at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Again, that's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. More housekeeping live on the air. There was an issue with uploading yesterday, right, Aaron? So today I want to take our fake news or not from yesterday and oh, yeah. post no, that video on all today. of our various socials, okay, if we're able to do that. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? Screw them all. Post it on YouTube and on Facebook. Watch. Screw them, okay? Screw them all. I want, it, I want it everywhere, okay? It's been a while since we have uh, put some panties in wads. Let's wad some panties up. Let's put that in the hopper for our slogan for 2022. I would have done it yesterday. I had some issues with Ben at home, so I'm I'm sorry about that. That's all right. No problem. Okay. So that's coming today. I guess if you're on the social team here at the Blaze, be ready. You'll get you'll be you'll be getting pinged probably in the next day or two about that. But I'm but you know what? That information might save somebody's life. Straight up. So like I said yesterday. Bonhoeffer did Project Valkyrie to take on the Third Reich in his time. I think I can risk a, a strike on YouTube. I'll go ahead and I'll, I'm going to lay it on the line. I might get a YouTube strike on this one, guys. I might. I'm just going to lay it out there. Once more into the breach. I might not get, I might be Alex Berenson. I might not get access to Twitter anymore, but I do get access for three hours to 10 plus million people who watch Joe Rogan every day. <sighs> I mean, we all have persecutions we have to overcome. That trade worked out pretty good for old Al, didn't it? It did. Traded his Twitter account for three hours of access to Joe Rogan's 10 plus million uh, audience on a daily basis. Now, of course, Alex did not know when he got banned from Twitter that that was going to be the the upside to the deal. But looking back on it now, who would not... your Twitter account or three hours of unfettered access to Joe Rogan's audience on any topic? Todd, go. What do you prefer? That would be Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. No question about that. All right. So um, rumble.com slash Steve Day Show is where you can go for all of the uncensored clips that we produce each day here on the program. Uh, and again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. For those of you that are podcast listeners, thank you. Uh, we appreciate all of you, especially those that have uh, hit the subscribe, follow button, or left left us a five-star review. Uh, if you have not done that yet, please consider doing so because it does help the program. And clearly, when it comes to the algorithms that rule us, we need all the help we can get. That's why we want to thank each and every one of you that has done one of those things for us already. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be here. But back to part two of Buy, Seller, Hold, brought to you by Built Bar, which now has pumpkin puffs. So what are their puffs? It's Built Bar, but it's based off of like a, a, a marshmallow. All right, so that's why they call them their puffs. All right, so if it's a coconut puff, it's coconut marshmallow. If it's a pumpkin puff, it means chocolate-covered pumpkin marshmallow. Todd, even you would go for that. I'd try it. Yeah, you would. All right. Um, so they're out, they're out now. I ordered too many boxes of those yesterday. <laughs> all right. So, but you can get all their other great flavors each and every day, including chocolate chip cookie dough that I think is still available. The best flavor they have ever done. I just had one during the break. All right, and it's the best protein bar you've ever had, better than a lot of the candy bars out there. But here's what it has that the candy bars don't. All kinds of protein, 
and then it doesn't have the carbs, the sugar, uh, and the calories. Try it. I promise you, you won't regret it. Built.com is where you want to go, B-U-I-L-T. For Built.com, and if you use my last name, Dace, as a promo code, it'd be nice if somebody other than myself maybe used my promo code recently because it has been used in our family a lot. Uh, promo code DACE to get 15% off at Built.com. All right, Aaron, go ahead. This next one comes from Follow Truth, who says, By March, the VAERS reporting system will be so overwhelmed with reports for adverse effects, the CDC will quietly have to shut it down with no comment. I, I could completely Bye. see that. I'll buy that. I think that's absolutely feasible. I mean, there's, 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 there was a story out yesterday of corporate lobbyists going to the Biden White House asking them to impose the vaccine mandate after the holidays. There's the video that Project Veritas had from the senior advisor to Governor Murphy there in New Jersey, I think it is, right? Uh, well, yeah, he's going to do the vaccine mandates, but, I mean, the undecideds will turn against him if he does it before the election, right? Okay, so um, there's going to be a lot of political gamesmanship going on here. No question. So I would buy on that front. Next, we will go to Tyler Brown. Mike Tomlin will become the head coach of USC before Jim Harbaugh beats Ohio State. I mean, I'll I'll buy that because the latter will never occur. I don't think the former will ever occur either. You know, but if you think that there's like, you know, a 1% chance that Tomlin could take the USC job, and I don't think there's even that, but if you think it's 1%, that's 100% more of an odd, uh, better odds than Jim Harbaugh ever beats Ohio State. So... But I, I think this transcends Harbaugh. Like, I don't, I really, I really do not believe I will ever see Michigan beat Ohio State in football again in my lifetime. So I will buy. I'm selling. Tomlin just came out and said, not happening. And also, I'm, 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 there's karma and all this. Steve will not be watching the game this year. So Michigan is going to win this year. Yes, it's been my fault all this time. Yes. Well, there's just, there's just a certain musicality to that happening. Fat Thor is my spirit animal, says Rear Admiral Levine will, or Levine will administer Lindsey Graham's next booster. <laughs> Remember in the old days of Jim Rome when he was funny, when we, watched, when we used to listen every day when we were young, right? And he'd read like really obnoxious and obscene emails from his audience, and he'd crumple up the paper and throw it out and pretend to be offended. But yes. you know that he was really laughing, and he was glad somebody else said it so he could get on the air. Right? Yes, I do remember that. I kind of feel like that just happened right here, right? Like I'm supposed to be like appalled and offended, and don't ever do that again, while secretly like egging it on and encouraging it because it's totally my spirit animal. You know what I'm saying? This reminds me of that like one week where you couldn't get enough of Pete Buttigieg double entendres. That, that was. Yes, until one Innocent day. Times until like one that. day, Aaron was that dropped last week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Until that time that Aaron dropped like forty nine of them. Okay, and then I finally had my fill for a while. Yes. Um, of course, we have to buy. I mean that. That's, that's an autoplay. Yep. Right. That's an absolute. That that is, that's the proposition that made me more money than anything else in sports betting. Bill Snyder is an underdog at Kansas State. Autoplay, no matter what the spread, autoplay is underdog every time. I was talking about our new table of good writers. This is kind of a throwback. These are like our old writers. Yes. Those are the standbys. Yes, yes. Nice job. And we're still feeling you, though. Next up, Bacon says, dressing up for Halloween violates the dude code. Oh, I'm going to sell. I don't yeah. think that. I mean, you want to do it with your kids or if you're going to a party or something with your wife. I don't think it, depending on what the what costume single, is. What if you're a single dude? 
again, what's the occasion? Are you going to, uh, uh, you know, a place to hang out with the Famales? Are you being night? You know, you, you want to, you know, enjoy a, a moment with the neighborhood kids trick-or-treating? What's the occasion? And then yeah. I want to know what is the costume, right? Because I think those two yeah. distinctions probably need to be answered. But I, I don't think it's a blatant no at all. Hard sell. Uh, next, Let's Go Brandon says Derek Henry and DK Metcalf were created in the Madden game and came to life like in weird science. Those guys, man, are specimens. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what, what Derek Henry is doing is Earl Campbell kind of stuff. And un- unironically, that's actually the franchise Earl Campbell played for. It's just they were known as the Houston Oilers back then. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he just... It is, it's Earl Campbell-esque in that physically he is just dominating all these other men that are in this incredible gladiator-like physical fighting shape, right? Mm-hmm. And they just, he just dominates them. It's insane. Okay. So that's a, I like that. I like that call. I'll buy that. Yeah, bye. Next, Untellectual says, God is in the process of either A, preparing his church for the premillennial antichrist scenario, or B, wiping old enemies of his church off the board so we can get closer to the postmillennial golden age. Now, I think this is a fascinating dichotomy of going to both of these camps endgame scenarios simultaneously. Because I could see either I one, could, kind of. But, but even though I, I think it's it's a smart attempt here, I'm going to sell, but here's why. I have said, and I said it because I believe it, and I still do, on a global level, in the history of our species, our time on this third rock from the sun, we have never seen collectively, regardless of custom, culture, language, hemisphere, the world lose its damn mind as collectively as what's going on right now. And that's one of the main reasons I spent a lot of nights this summer alone in my man cave um, watching End Times YouTube videos, okay? But I don't know what the state of the church is really outside of the West, and I would, I would include Australia in their different hemispheres, but I would include Australia or New Zealand mm-hmm. in that because they're, they're countries that were clearly founded out of our traditions, okay, by the tradition and from cultures that are offshoots of ours. Um, I, I don't really know what the state of the church is, for example, in, um, in a lot of Asian countries. I don't know what it is in a lot of African countries. It might be thriving there. I don't know. And I'm always hesitant about, like, if 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 the U.S. was uniquely falling apart, I would not be driven to re-examine my views on eschatology just based on that. Because while we might be the most important country in the world, are we the only country in the world? No. There are other sectors of the world where the church might be thriving. I don't know. It's the fact that I know that I've never seen the world historically as collectively fall apart as it is now. So it's the collective view that drives my trying to read the signs of the times, not what's happening specifically in, in, in my corner of the world. That's why I've also said that at the very least, what's on the table is the end of Western civilization. Because here's, here's, here's a third option for you. A third option is God is just 
the writing is on the wall for Western civilization. It is, it is, it is abrogated its legacy. It's, it's abandoned its birthright within the Christian church. Um, it's Judeo-Christian ethos um, and has given itself over to, uh, you know, reverse paganism. It's put itself in reverse. And it's being judged like other cultures were judged when they did this, right? And that's a cataclysmic event to us. You know, if I'm a Christian in Kenya, I don't know that I give much of a rip with the current conditions on the ground culturally in California are, right? right? You know? So I don't know enough about what the state of the church is in these other regions of the world to make this case. So that's why I'm going to sell. Although I think it's a smart take. But I, I can't go there without knowing that answer. I'm Catholic. Next up, John Hensley <laughs> says, Trump's clip with O'Reilly discussing not firing Fauci disqualifies him from serious consideration for the Republican nomination. Y- yes, but... In what context? So, it, it, because, well, actually, in any context, it doesn't. If your question should was should have disqualified yeah. him... We might have a conversation, but the idea that it does is just not accurate. Right. You know, I, there's a, I agree. I, I have not answered this before. Someone sent me an email yesterday wanting to know if Cruz had won. How do I think he would have handled this differently than Trump? So let me attempt to answer that because I think it, it, it plays into my answer to this. Me, and the, this, by the way, is COVID, Stan. How, let me, I don't know that at the beginning much would have been different. That's why I've, I've often said I'm okay offering grace for the first 15 days to flatten the curve. And that the cataclysmic mistake was the 30 days to slow the spread because that's what handed the keys of the car to Anthony Fauci and he never got him back. And then the blue state governors and rhino red state governors like DeWine in Ohio took that and ran with the tyranny and got their fetish on, right? That's where the, that's where the agenda for the White House, the Trump White House was lost with 30 days to slow the spread. And they, never, they could never get their footing after that. The Ted Cruz I know now would not, I believe, have fallen for that canard. Here's the thing, though, and I say this as someone who at times has been very critical of Trump. The Donald Trump I was working to defeat on the Cruz campaign in the 2016 primary, I don't think he would have fallen for that either. That's not the guy that walked into South Carolina in a primary and literally said in front of a whole bunch of retired veterans, Bush lied and people died. I remember we're all talking to each other on the Cruz campaign thinking this dude's toast in South Carolina, won the damn state by like 20 points or something, Okay. Because people wanted to hear a politician say these things, even if they thought they didn't agree. They just wanted someone to bulwark the damn system. Say what you really think for once. All right. Be, are you a real person? Can we can we can you relate to us on some level? Right. Mm-hmm. OK. Here's what I don't know. Though. Remember, I told you last hour, a friend of mine who worked in the Trump White House, and this is a good friend of mine. I've known this person for many, many years. My, my relationship with them predates even knowing what a Ted Cruz was. Ted Cruz even running for office, okay? He's the one that told me 
that was trying to assure me last year that Debbie Burks was, I was wrong. Debbie Burks is good. She's with us. She's MAGA. That's, that was a direct quote. I can promise you, prior to getting into the insulated culture of Washington, D.C. and working in the White House, this guy would have never fallen for that canard. In fact, you should see the stuff he was just texting me this morning. Okay? So here's why I bring all this up. Here's what I don't know. Ted Cruz, as you see him now, I believe probably would have exercised an immense amount of caution on the first run of this. But then on the second run, the Ted Cruz you see now would have said, maybe, and maybe would have aggressively reopened things like we wanted, but certainly would not have said, we're just going to keep this going without any data. He wouldn't have done that either. Probably would have found, tried to outsmart the system and come up with some way to split the baby in half. We'd kind of reopen again. Okay. You know, and, and, and. And this is where, and and I also don't believe Ted would have outsourced his intellect to Anthony Fauci. This is where Ted being Harvard educated and considered a little intellectually arrogant would have worked to our benefit. That he would have said, hell no, I'm not listening to this pipsqueak. He's not smarter than me. Okay. But here's what I don't know. And this is what you have said how many times on this show you want to run to off. You want to run for Mm -hmm. office. Why? Because I want to see how the sausage is made and why everybody caves into it. Right, right. Okay. You just got to know. Yeah. What I don't know, though, is if in the insulation of that environment, that test tube, would it have changed him in some way? Because I do believe it did change Trump in some way. That I don't know. And we may never know the answer to that. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why people tend to like to vote for governors. Historically, that's the office holder that gets or general gets real gets elected to president more than any other. Why? Because they've been tested on some level. There is some proof of concept of how they handle these sorts of executive, you know, um, uh, tests. And senators and private businessmen and others just in many cases haven't faced anything like that. Well, Trump was a CEO of a major corporation, Steve. Yes, but not a publicly traded one. He didn't answer to shareholders a board of directors. It was an empire. It's his. He answered to himself. That's not the same as trying to balance the, you're you're balancing your interests and everyone else is trying to balance theirs with yours. That's why they're calling you Mr. Trump. It's not the same as I've got to now balance the interest of 330 million people, half of which think I'm Hitler and want me out of office, right? Not the same. I don't know what that would have done to Ted Cruz. I don't know the answer to that. I think he had some worldview advantages over, over Trump from an intellectual standpoint. But I also think, you know, given the education and the way he came up through the system, he might be more attached to the system than, say, Trump was. But then again, Trump just gave his whole presidency over to the system at the first sign of COVID last year. I guess this is a long-winded way, because that's my way of doing things. This is a long-winded way of saying, I don't know the answer to that. And this is why I don't believe Trump is disqualified. Because we really don't know. There's only one person alive that anybody is really talking about for president of the United States that we know has faced this circumstance and how they would respond to it in sharp contrast to everybody else. Who is that one person? It's one person. It should be obvious. Who is it? You don't know? It's Ron DeSantis. That's the only name we know. That's the only proof of concept we have. Mm -hmm. He's the only control group we have. 
Everybody else you would throw out there instead of Trump, Cruz, Rand. We don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd like to think Rand would call BS on this, but and I love Rand, okay? But I also remember that the first thing Rand Paul did when he got to be senator was cut a deal with Mitch McConnell to, to back him against his own primary challenger, okay? When men in power, when we get that power, there's the King David that is very principled, that's a man of the people that, that takes off his outer garments and dances in front of the people. And his first wife says, this is undignified. And David says, I'll become even more undignified than this in order to celebrate with God's people and to celebrate what God has done, right? Then he gets the power. And now suddenly in springtime, when kings went off to war, David stays behind. And we know what happens after that, right? There is a challenge. And, and ladies, I can't explain it to you if you're not a guy. I remember the first time I did like a major national thing and it was like, it it was a debate with Norman Ornstein on NPR and it was about the merits of the tea party. And this was like 2010 or something. Um, And I remember right before we went on and I'm like game planning in my head, I'm like, should I say this or should I say that? You know, and then I just realized, dude, they booked Steve Dace. If, and then it, I'm, so guess who I should probably just be? If they don't like that, then they shouldn't have booked me, right? But I remember thinking, sitting in the chair, waiting to go on, and suddenly all these thoughts come into my head of, when I'm, I have to behave a little differently. I got to put a little more shine on this than I typically, and I'm just like, where in the world does that come from? That's that inner mechanism of a fallen nature. That's where it comes from, okay? That's why, man, Rock, that's why Rocky's got to go get Apollo Creed. Go back to the streets. Go back to the thug life from where he came and get the eye of the tiger, Rock, because he lost it, right? Mm -hmm. He's training at Gold's Gym. He's doing commercials. He's got the power. He's got to regain that edge. And there is something that happens to us as men. That's why you don't see a lot of repeat champions in sports. There is something that happens to us as men. When we get that power, it becomes much more about gulliming it, how to hold on to the precious, than remembering what it was that got us the power in the first place. And that's why I don't really know how much different I can guess, but I can't guarantee that. And I don't know that about Mike Pompeo. I think it's funny now, a few of you want to, in my emails are like trashing Pompeo as a challenger to Trump. I don't know if he's a good challenger to Trump or not, but... But if you think Trump's great, Mike Pompeo is the longest serving member of his cabinet. I mean, you can't on one hand say that Donald Trump, that Mike Pompeo is terrible and Trump and then say Trump is great without acknowledging <laughs> Trump hired the guy for not one, but two of the most important jobs in his administration, head of the CIA and secretary of state. So that doesn't mean you should, you know, Mike Pompeo is a better nominee than Trump. I'm not making that case. But the idea that Mike Pompeo is trash, but Trump is great. We only even know what the hell a Mike Pompeo is because Trump hired him twice. There's one control group out there that we do know. We, we saw, we watched it play out and you're watching it play out now. Where Florida now per capita has is the safest state for COVID in America because it, it endured its seasonal wave. The one control group we have is Ron DeSantis. Everything else we're going to do is projection. But the one, the one, the one alternative we, we have seen a proof of concept for is DeSantis. You guys, I'm, no. that was way too long-winded. I apologize. But do you guys want to chime in on that? 
No, you're good. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep going. James Swick says in blue states, kids aged 5 to 11 will be required to get the COVID vaccine to attend public school. Oh, bye. Bye. Yeah. yeah. So get the hell out of your blue state. Yeah. Yep. Get out. Uh, Jim Stocker says Michigan <laughs> State will beat Michigan by a field goal on Saturday. <laughs> that is a photo from the 2015 uh, Michigan-Michigan State game. With the infamous uh, punt drop, where Sean McDonough lost his voice and went through puberty trying to make that call. That when happens a, a lot to and, him. Yes, but it also was the debut of what has now become known as the Surrender Cobra. And this is the look here, okay? When you can't believe this happened to your team. And I love the way that you put my I got my face on that dude's uh, body from that famous photo. So, um, I actually think Michigan is going to win Saturday. Where is the game? It's in East Lansing. What's the spread? Uh, they're favored by four and a half. Michigan is? Mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh's actually never lost there as a player or a coach. Weird. But I, I think they're going to win there on Saturday. I, I think Michigan State's a great story. Their head coach, what they've done there uh, is, is phenomenal. But I think you've seen in the last couple of games and against teams that were not that great that there's a reason why the smartest people on earth in Las Vegas originally had their win total at like four. Okay? and you, I think you've kind of seen that maybe they've kind of maxed out and that's, dude, that's what you want every coaching staff to do, right? Is max out the personnel that you have. I kind of feel like Michigan State's maybe maxed things out a little bit. Yeah, so. Next, we will go to Elliot Evans. Alabama will miss the playoffs this year. I'll, I'll say bye. It's, it's weird. This, this should be, I mean, they got in that one year. Uh, barely, and ended up winning it. Yeah, the year they should not have gotten in. They right. had no business getting right. in. They had no resume. They ended up winning it. But yes. here, this year, they have a lot of business getting in because of Clemson's also gone. It's that other, it's, but I just, this is just, I think this is going to be the the weird year. People are starving for it. I think the committee has an excuse to find a way to give it to them, to break up. It's it's nobody's fault. This thing worked better than anybody could have possibly imagined there isn't really even when there's controversy like we said alabama getting in but no one's really arguing it was always about that third team they deserve to be here no one really complains about this but it's been the same teams over and over and over again maybe that was perpetuated by the system too there's an argument for that but i think there's enough excuses there to break that up and unless if there's any way to not have Alabama in it, I think that's the route they're going to choose to go. I'm going to sell. I actually think they're going to win out. In fact, for Alabama, I think the game at Auburn is more of a problem than Georgia. That doesn't mean I think Auburn is better than Georgia. I don't. But it's about matchups. If you look at Nick Saban's history at Alabama, you don't beat him with a stationary quarterback. You cannot beat Nick Saban with a guy who just takes five-step drops and throws the ball down the field. And, and neither one of the, uh, the, the two quarterbacks for Georgia, Stetson Bennett, which is the name of either a former, a future plantation owner or governor, uh, nor JT Daniels, neither one of those guys have much mobility at all. You just, they're just too good everywhere else just to run the ball downhill. You need that 11th man that they have to account for, the quarterback that's mobile. You can't beat him without one. No one has. No one has beat Nick Saban without a mobile quarterback. Um, but Auburn has that in Bo Nix. Nix has beaten Alabama before. In fact, Alabama's lost its last two Iron Bowls at Auburn. And Auburn, I think, has played much better this year than I ever thought they were going to under that first that first year head coach. But I think in the end they will win out. I think if I'm if I'm Nick Saban, I love the idea that Georgia's number one right now. 
and I go down there and play Kirby Smart and all the all the all the pressures on Georgia. If they're undefeated, number one, all that pressure is on Georgia. I think Alabama's gonna actually win out. I think Alabama and Georgia will both make it. They will both have one loss. All right, uh, next up, Peculiar Baptist says the vaccine mandate on businesses will always just be a press release. I'm going to sell, although I, I, that's actually originally what I predicted, but I had a conference call with a very prominent conservative legal entity just a few days ago, and they absolutely are gearing up believing that this thing is coming, Okay. So until I talked to them, I would have been, yeah, I agree with you. I'll buy. But after talking to them, okay, I'm going to assume they know more about that than me. So I will sell. Yeah, I will sell. The agitation is the point. They do these things to get people riled up because they want the chaos. We'll come back. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation will unload when we return. know how old the uh, computer servers at places like uh, the Social Security Administration, Health and Human Services, the U.S. Census Bureau happen to be? In, in some cases, like decades old, which makes them vulnerable to hackers. Here's why that matters. Because um, even if once they obtain our personal info, they can't steal our identities because we have identity theft protection. And if you don't, by the way, in this day and age, you absolutely should. But now they've got information that you identify yourself with online. And so, uh, you know, cyber thieves, they start looking in public databases for what they feel are high equity homes. Then they've got personal information on you to log in as if they are you. Make it look like you've now sold your home to them on what's called a quick claim deed. And before you know it, they're taking out uh, the loans against your equity. And a lot of times you won't even find out that this crime happened to you uh, until those things in the mail you never want to see start showing up those kinds of voice messages start being left you don't ever want to hear i had somebody uh, come after me today saying hey i don't believe this is real before i started talking about home title lock i was introduced to some people that this actually happened to believe me if this wasn't a real thing i wouldn't have spent the past year warning or talking about it uh that's why you don't if you don't want this to happen to you okay um, go to Home Title Lock. They'll protect you when your mortgage lender or your homeowner's insurance will not. Uh, and if you're already a victim right now and don't know it, you could find out for free with the code radio at HomeTitleLock.com. Protect your most valuable asset, your own home. And find out for free if this has happened to you, if your home's title is in the free and clear. Uh, and get 30 free days of protection with the code radio at HomeTitleLock.com. Let's get to him. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation joins us now. The one and only Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? We're doing all right, Steve. Not bad that we're still on the air. (laughs) Always good for you to start with a note of optimism. So I'm just going to lay something out, and then I'm just going to let you flow, okay? A few weeks ago, the FDA voted 16 to 2 against giving any more of these trash vaccine products to the adults via another round of boosters. Yesterday, though, they voted 17 to nothing to give them to our children while admitting on camera that they won't really know what the true risks are until they experiment on our children with these injections. The floor is now yours. Steve, 
what was so telling about that is that people need to understand you're not going to convince these people. It's not about more studies and data and arguments. It's brute force needs to be met with brute force. It's the Fourth Reich. It's not a matter of, oh, I thought this was helpful. You know, I know it's an uncomfortable thought, but you've seen I've moved in this direction in the last few months. You can no longer say that this is malpractice. It's a mistake. They don't get it. They don't see what we're getting. That's a feature, Steve. It's not a bug. That's what they're trying to do to us. So that's their point. Yeah, it kills people. So that's why we're mandating it. I mean, remdesivir causes kidney failure. So that's why we're going to make sure you have it. Um, this stuff will cure the virus. We, we're going to make sure you don't have it. Um, when you get into the treatments, that's really where you see the demonic nature of this, where it's coming from. When, and when you uh, tether that with all the information we know about how this virus came about. Um, so that that to me was the biggest admission that this is not an intellectual debate. For example, you can't deny the fact I was just writing a column on this. Ireland is the most vaccinated country in the EU. Ninety one percent of all um, Irish uh, individuals over over 16 are vaccinated. And yet they're having their biggest spike in eight months. They're having a lot of hospitalizations and the most cases anywhere within the country is in the county of Waterford, which has the highest vaccination rate of 99.7% of adults. And the number two is Carlo, which happens to be the number two most vaccinated place as well. It's quite evident now that it spreads it more, especially after a few months. It, there's some degree of ADE going on. Um, we now know that it's creating viral immune escape. We have this A30 variant that uh, they admit in England it's completely escaped um, any uh, antibody mediation, and that's even when it before the vaccine wanes. And uh, so they're using the same booster for what is already not going to work, and I'm sure this variant is going to become universal very soon uh, because that is what the virus, the vaccine does. It selects for the most uh, um, enhanced and virulent strain of it. So this is where it is. And, and you know, another interesting thing, Steve, it's not just, uh, oh, well, these are just cases. So they told us that, well, it at least helps for protection. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, they're all going up based off of old data. It's all old data. Sweden just published um, a, a preprint in The Lancet, the big yep. journal of The Lancet. We're going to discuss and this in depth in the overtime after the show, but go ahead and give us your take. No, exactly. And I'm glad you're on that. And first of all, let's just put aside the fact that most people in Sweden more than anywhere had the virus. Right. So I don't think they're factoring in that confounding. No, this factor. should be the most favorable sample of vaccine efficacy. Because see, I think one of the reasons they want to inject the kids is to boost the numbers for the virus. Put it in the people with the strongest immune systems so they can boost their own efficacy claims. It's what Justin Hart pointed out last week that yep. the CDC is admitting 60% of the people that have gotten the vaccines are admitting they already had COVID, which means we don't have a clue what the actual efficacy of this is. Because we've injected a whole bunch of people that already had some form of natural immunity. So we don't have a handle on what the actual effectiveness numbers are. Sweden with, should have the highest levels of natural immunity in all of the Western world without lockdowns. And what was their data showing, as, you, as you're about to point out in The Lancet? Well, th their data showed that it, it did still hold up to a certain extent after nine months. Again, mainly because of the people that already had it. Um, except for men, the older 
frail individuals, and individuals with comorbidities. <laughs> so in other words, anyone who needed the shot, it doesn't work for him. By the way, I've seen a lot more of this in the literature. Uh, there was a Puerto Rican uh, analysis of all, of all Puerto Rico that showed a similar thing. Even with their lying data and even before it started to wane, it really never worked for the people who needed it the most. And, and by the way, this was said at the time, even by Pfizer, there were articles a year ago talking about that they didn't put anyone with problems in the trials. Um, they said it might not work for obesity. This was known at the time, and we all seem to have forgotten about it. And and one of the saddest things about this whole saga is you have to Google around because they don't talk about it anymore. This all started with the nursing homes. If you look at the nursing homes, they're having outbreaks everywhere. They're all vaccinated. They're having serious cases. They're dying from it. They're in perpetual and, lockdown because that's the other argument. Well, the deaths are up because the lockdowns are done, so, which is an admission that the vaccines don't work. Then explain the nursing homes. Perpetual lockdown and fully perpetual vaccinated. Perpetual lockdown. Yeah. They never emerged from it. So they're dying of atrophy. They're dying, by the way. They're being cleaned out by the shots, too. That doesn't even get into theirs. We only talk about the younger people. Um, those people are the most vulnerable to die from the blood clotting and everything. A study from the Norwegian Medicines Agency showed that 10 out of the first 100 people who died after shots in a nursing home, they studied they felt likely died from the uh, shots. They could only rule out 44 out of the 100 that they feel did not uh, die for sure from this. And then now they're dying of COVID. The only reason why it's not worse is because the people that at least were there last year mainly got it already and have natural immunity. Um, but there's newer people that obviously cycle in and out every year. And we're doing nothing to give them vitamin D, doing nothing to give them ivermectin. Two pills a week, Monday and Thursday, at 0.2 mg per kg could could totally reduce death by, by almost all of it. Um, we just had the Israeli study. A lot of people were passing around from a hospital in the Galilee that they tracked their vitamin D rates. You have a 14-fold more, not 14%, 14-fold more likely to die if your levels were below 20. Mm. So even if you get it above 20, you're better off. But you know, ideally, you should get it over 50, and it's almost impossible to die from this with a level over 50. Steve, you can't make a mistake. This is not an intellectual debate. Everything you and I are saying, they know about it. And that's why they want to do the opposite. Last year, Anthony Fauci did two interviews with celebrities, one with Matthew McConaughey and the other with Jennifer Garner, where he specifically talked about why he takes vitamin D. That's one of the few supplements he believes works to boost his immune system, how much of it he even takes. You mentioned that Israeli study, more than one out of four people that were COVID hospitalized in that hospital more than one out of four, 26%, that were the ones that, the, of the vitamin D deficient died. 3% of those COVID hospitalized who are not vitamin D, vitamin D deficient died. As you pointed out, that's an amazing 14-fold less likelihood based on something as simple as your vitamin D level, okay? And yet, none of that has been mentioned. There's been no campaigns, Nothing waged, something that's a relatively simple and expensive proposition for almost every American that explains the seasonality because the seasonality goes right along, the, drives the surges, right correlates right to when we have the, 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 we're the most denied of vitamin D on a natural basis. And yet that's never been broadcast or promoted or anything this entire time. And it's disgusting that they're, they're complaining that not enough blacks have gotten the shot. Oh, you're more vulnerable. 
Well, you know why? Because, uh, you know, darker pigmentation, it's harder to absorb naturally through the sun. So they particularly need an education about an education campaign about uh, boosting through supplements. I could tell you my level is now at 70. Uh, if not for Dr. Ryan Cole, it would never have been anywhere near that because I'm, I'm indoors in front of my computer all day. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from listeners that they said they boosted their their levels from 20 to, to 50 to 60, 70. And again, that 3% that did die there and wound up in the hospital, uh, they define deficiency at 20. So those are people above 20. I would bet anything it was mainly in the cohort, probably 20 to 30, the remainder of deaths. Uh, they are lying to us. They're lowballing the amount that you need and the levels that you should be. Uh, this is a scam. It's criminal. It, it's, it also helps tremendously for your risk of getting cancer and many other things. Again, that's not an oversight. That's not a mistake. It's because it works. And I know it's an uncomfortable feeling, but I, I you know, after I studied remdesivir, the study that Fauci cited last year pursuant to that study that he authorized Gilead to to you know put forth remdesivir the study was just from a few months before December 2019 remdesivir on Ebola they used Regeneron they used a couple other monoclonal antibodies and they used four different things they had trials on four things for Ebola it was a recent study the highest death rate was among those that took remdesivir. It was 53%. Wow. It's published in the New England Journal of Medicine. You can look up remdesivir, New England Journal of Medicine, uh, remdesivir study. And 53% is above the 30 to 40% death rate of Ebola, which means that the kidney failure was kicking in there. We see on a lot of death certificates, I get emails from listeners to your show, my show, where they say their parent died of renal failure. That doesn't really make much sense. It's usually COVID pneumonia. Um, it's doing in people, Steve, that's not an oversight. Oh yeah. The study showed that it kills people. Let's use it. Oh, the study shows it saves people. Let's not use it. That's not malpractice. That's not an oversight. That's the fourth Reich. I've got about 90 seconds here. Um, your thoughts on Bill O'Reilly trying to hand a life preserver basically to Donald Trump and just tee it up for him. To, with a get-out-of-jail-free card to throw Fauci under the bus that now everybody is. And he didn't take it. What's your view of that? Trump obviously lost, even if you believe the election was stolen, but the margin uh, was simply because of that issue. Let's never forget, never, ever forget, we are stuck with so many people dying from this shot, the mandates, people losing their livelihood. That was created by a lack of liability. That lack of liability was was in the PREP Act, which was passed by Trump and a Republican Senate. Let's not forget when we talk about Biden, 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 the, the not just the roots, but really half the growth of COVID fascism was created under the Republicans' watch. He created the best vaccines that were actually the worst vaccines. And I don't blame him. You know, he didn't create them. He didn't know any better. But now is now is the time to get off that train. And and Steve, I would just say particularly now with children, you know, he, he, he could save face and say, look, for some adults, it's worth it. For children, you should not do this because my fear is putting aside the mandates. Trump commands the respect of about 40 percent of the country. A lot of people are going to give it to their kids and mess them up for life for no benefit. He could prevent that off the bat. People will listen to him. He could save lives 
It is demonic that we're doing it on children. But Steve, just like the ventilators, he created the best shots ever. Daniel, thank you for joining us, brother. Always good to see you. All right, take care. Take care. God bless. God bless. Daniel, brought to you by our friends over at realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, in these unprecedented times. Bing. Make sure you go into the real estate market with an agent that you can trust to successfully and with integrity navigate you through the muck and mire of this process. And where would you be able to find such an agent? Well, the name kind of says it all. Just go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. If you trust Glenn Beck and what he has uh, patriarchied here at The Blaze, then you can trust this because this is a business that he and his associates started, uh, just like they started The Blaze uh, a while ago uh, because they were tired of real estate agents who talked a good game but then did not deliver the desired results when they were needed the most and they wanted to do something about it. Here's what they did. Just about anywhere in the country you're looking to move to or from, we can probably find you a real estate agent you can trust to come in, take advantage of your situation on your behalf, but then ultimately remember, you're the one that's in charge, all right? So realestateagentsitrust.com, that's the website. Again, head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. Any final thoughts? Well, you, you will, in fact, know Trump has totally lost his fastball if it comes to the point where vaccination for children is mandatory and he just goes along with that. As you said, Steve, he's very transactional. He's You talked about the border. This would be a, a, it, just for pure politically craven motivations. It would be a no-brainer. And you wouldn't have to sell out uh, completely on Fauci or the entire development of the vaccine if you didn't want to. This is so easy. If he doesn't do it, you'll know that Trump isn't worth your time anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I would just say, just on the, on the topic of... Uh, of kids and vaccines, guys, th there's there's going to come a day where if this goes on unmitigated, regardless of whether or not we come in here and feel like saying the same thing a thousand different ways, which is basically saying no, trying to get everyone within the sound of our voice to say no, th there will come a day where we won't really have that choice anymore unless... Unless we actually, unless we actually take action, because I, I've said, I've said the it's up to us thing about as many ways as I can, as I can figure out to. Now they're coming after the kids. Back editing in tomorrow, noon to Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.